Just when we thought we saw it all, Viviani Diaz proves us wrong. She's a jack of all trades and a master of them all in the pageant world. If you don't know this gem, let me catch you up to speed. Her pageant dates go back to 2012. In 2014, she won the title of Miss Teen Universe. In 2019, she placed top 10 in Miss Universe Puerto Rico. In 2021, she won Miss Grand Puerto Rico representing her island in Thailand and placing top 3. But this is just a glimpse of what Viviani has accomplished. She dominates sign language, has a master's degree in business administration and management, and currently she's the director for the organization Miss Teen Universe Puerto Rico. We spoke about the struggles with mental health due to pageantry, routines that keep you focused and healthy throughout the competition, pageantry as a business, the secret to dominate the runway in emergency scenarios, and much more. Let's meet her. Viviani, you keep setting new standards. Just when when we thought we've seen it all, like from Viviani and just in the industry as a whole, here you come with something else and just blow away our minds. So my question is, what is your secret to keep evolving and what pushes you? How do I say this without sounding a little bit crazy? But I expect a lot from myself constantly. And even though, to be honest, sometimes I wouldn't say it's the best thing, I have to be honest in saying many times because of that, it's because it's it's the reason why I've, I've managed to get or do something that's caused to impact in any sort of way. Um, I would say that is one of the main reasons why, but besides that, wow, it's, it's a combination of many other things. Um, I think that when we are looking to create or achieve greatness, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. So I am also very mindful about the fact that besides maybe having the talent, you have to put in the work. It's not just about, um, oh, it, it comes effortless or just because you like it, you just have to put the work into it. So I am very mindful and aware of that. Let's be honest. Um, there were a lot of limiting beliefs from people in the pageant industry whenever you're com you were competing. You're not new to this world. You've been around for a while. But still, it's a lot to handle. So my question is, did those ever get to you? I, to be honest, nothing could have prepared me for what I was going to endure during my competition days. Specifically, the first time I competed in a big time pageant here in Puerto Rico, because I always tell everyone, yes, I had participated in pageants before, but I was a teenager. It's completely different when you're a grown woman and you're going head to head with other grown women, the expectations are 10 times as high. Um, what they ask of you is 10 times as hard. So for me, even though I had participated in pageants before, I had considered or I was considering myself as a rookie. Um, it was hard, I'm not going to lie. At the beginning, I was always very straightforward and I think it was maybe a front whenever I said, no, it doesn't bother me. No, like, you know, I just brush it off. But to be completely honest, it's not that easy when it's very, very constant and people feel the need or like they have the the power to write directly to you. It's one thing to say it in a conversation where I'm not present, but if you as a person feel the need that you need to write directly to me to say all these awful things that I could have perfectly lived without reading, 
it's very no, shocking because exactly. it's yeah because because people you know once you turn into this public figure and once you compete in pageants you kind of sort of do people feel they have like this this permission to to openly tell you xyz and be like you're ugly and like in my case it was like you're so short why what makes you think that you could compete in beauty pageants or did you even look yourself in the mirror like all these types of, of comments and messages and I was like what is wrong like I could understand maybe I'm not your favorite for the crown but you could just leave it at that just support the girl you want to win it just leave me alone so at the beginning whoever asked me I was like no it doesn't bother me but it really actually did and I think the first moment or realization I had where I was like this actually affected me and I need to work on this was actually very emotional for me and like very strong because the Puerto Rico pageant had, had, had passed it was over I stopped competing for about two years and when I decided mm -hmm. I wanted to compete again it was for Miss Grand Puerto Rico the title you had um, and I was like I want to do this it was a very unusual year because they weren't going to make any any pageant that year because of COVID and all that stuff. So they were going to designate a winner, but we still had like an online competition, if you will. So it was very particular. And long story short, after they told me like, oh, you're Miss Grand Puerto Rico, that it was made public. I knew I was, I had one like one month, one month before the news was public. So in my mind, I already knew, but it was mine. So it wasn't public. It was like in my own bubble. And once it was public, I remember in my room, I had the this moment of realization. Let's say the news came out on Friday and on Saturday, I woke up and I was like, and excuse the words, but I was like, oh, yeah, shit, right. what have I done? Like, what, really? what have I done? Because the panic in me was immense. I was like, wow, okay, I won. But now I have to deal with like all these people, like instead of supporting me, like, coming up to me and being like, oh, we're, we're going to lose the international pageant. We're not going to do good. And all these thoughts came into my mind. And in that particular wow. moment, I have to be completely honest, was the first time that I was like, no, what happened before it, it did affect you. Like it did bother you and it, you have it in your mind. So you have to work with it. Um, and it wasn't as easy as I would like to say it was to be completely honest, because It took me quite some time to be like, you can't back out now. You have the title. This is something you've wanted for so much. But the bullying was so hardcore the time before. Yes. The PTSD just like came back and I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Right. Like, I don't know. And in my mind, because I'm very harsh on myself sometimes, I was like, oh my God, what are you going to do? Like the girl that competed before you, she's like six feet tall. She stayed on the top 10. Like you're definitely not even going to be top 20. Like what the fuck was in your mind when you decided you wanted to do this again? <laughs> oh my God, so like, Viviana. Oh my God. <laughs> I was hardcore panicking, but panicking. And it took me about one week, one week and a half, maybe two weeks up until that point that I was like, you know what? No. Like, you can't do this to yourself. Like, you need to give yourself the opportunity completely. Like, you can't be out there saying, no, I'm going for it. Like, I'm giving myself the opportunity when you're really mentally not doing it for yourself. So I was like, no, if you're going to do this, you need to give yourself all the options possible. And you need to put your 1,000% effort into this. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I already took on the responsibility. Like no one wants this more than I do. Like let's do exactly. It. But it was hard. I it was love. Hard. I love to know this. Like 
this is such a vulnerable and powerful conversation because a lot of the people see you and they're like, oh my God, she's perfect. She has it all figured out. Like she didn't let nothing define her. Trust me, up to this point, I was like, this girl, she has it. She has it all figured out. But you coming across to tell us like, no, actually mentally was very fucked up. And all of a sudden, like, it's like, you know what? I have to, I have to tighten my pants, tighten my skirts. And this is what I want. Like, it takes a lot of courage. So did you establish like a certain routine or something like that in order to keep you like grounded or certain, I don't know, affirmation, something that you were like, you know what? Let me focus on this in order to stay on track and not let all these negative comments affect my process. When it started getting really rough on social media, I, I let go of like my social media. I was like, I had someone that was helping me. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like for my mental stability, I can't do this. Cause people were literally DMing me on Instagram, on Facebook, like all the time, like fake accounts, real accounts, like who knows? It was, it was a hardcore. So after I was named Miss Grand Puerto Rico, the news went public and I identified this pattern in myself, like this very let's call it as it is self-destructive pattern that I was like constantly fighting with myself in my mind. Like, you're not going to be able to do this. What were you thinking? I I started, I stopped it at the root and I started to focus my energy and my time, like on all the positive qualities I had that I knew were needed for the pageant. So for example, I was like, okay, so I know for a fact that for this pageant is like very important to know English. I was like, I know English, you know, I got this. Like I know how to do this. And, To be honest, I also had this kind of fuel, if you could call it that, inside of me that I was like, I'm not going to give them the pleasure of saying we knew this was going to happen. Like, that's not going to happen. And in my game plan, that wasn't part of the deal. I was like, that is a a deal breaker. That's not going to happen. Like, it's not. Like, in my mind, I was like, nope, that there's no way I'm going to let this happen. Um, Sit down, honey, and watch me shine. That's the attitude. (laughs) Literally, I was like, that's not going to happen to be honest. You know, overall, just working on things when you understand you need help with them. I started working with a life coach prior to the pageant. And one of the first things I said down, I told her before the pageant, uh, I worked with her and my psychologist uh, a month and a month and a half before I had to leave for for the pageant. That was actually something I did not work on when I competed here in Puerto Rico. So I knew it was something I need to to add to my to my team or to my agenda or to my game plan or whatever um and it was actually very curious because I sat down with her and she was like what do you want like what do you need like what do you want um and I was very upfront and I was like you know what and this is actually the first time I'm going to say this but I was you know, after the Miss Puerto Rico pageant ended, I was top 10. And I wasn't the most happy person about it because I knew I had what it takes to be top five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you've competed yes. in pageants. So you know the feeling when you're like, I yeah. have what it takes. And the opportunity is being taken away from me because of things that are not in my control. And in Miss Puerto Rico, I felt it was because of my height. So I was like, I have what it takes. And I feel like this is being taken away because of this. And I remember that same night the pageant was over. We were at the lobby, you know, in the after party. And this guy, I don't even know who he was, came up to mm-hmm. me. And he's a pageant fan here on the island. I still don't know who he was. It was like a random person. He was like, oh, my God, you did so well. Are you going to compete again? And I was like, it hasn't been like even 30 minutes. Like, give me a give break. Me a second. Like, we literally <laughs> just got off stage. 
Um, and obviously in my upfront, you know, response was like, no, I'm good, blah, blah, blah. But deep down, I was like, yeah, I was like very so calm, cool and collected. I was like, no, of course not. Like I feel so fulfilled with what just happened on stage. I'm so right. happy with my placement. Like I feel I'm blessed, I'm done. You know, that was like, <laughs> I think it was like an even automatic response to the question. I was like, no. I'm so happy that I was top 10. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted Yeah, this is what I aspired. Literally, literally. So I was like, oh my God. But at the same time, so that was the answer I gave. But in my head, deep down, I knew I, I, I wanted to compete again. So I was like, I'm just going to take a moment. But I knew I wanted to compete again. So when I sat down with my psychologist, my, my life coach or whatever. That's so um, important she asked me like what do you want and I was like it's very simple like it's very easy I don't know what's going to happen on the final night of this competition but I do know that after it's over I want to feel at peace like I want to be calm I want to know and fully and truly and transparently understand that I did everything that was in my power and that whatever happens it was out of my control like I want to feel that peace of mind at the end of this competition that was all that I that I wanted and she was like so what can we do to make that happen one of the things we always went over it it was like you know how pageants work like she was speaking to me like you know how this works and you know that at the end of the day many other factors go into the decision making that chooses a queen at the end of the night so that's something you know she was like so what are you going to do so that at the end of that coronation night, whatever happens, it doesn't affect you. And I was like, I'm going to work my ass off to know that I did whatever was in my power to make me shine, to make my country shine. And to be honest, I am very happy in saying that I did it. Because at the end of the night, a lot of people ask me, like, isn't it bitter, bittersweet, like being top five and everyone texting you and your Instagram going off like, days and months after like everyone saying like you were the winner how come I was like <laughs> I could truly say I was at peace I was like I did everything in my power I was I like what it. else was I going to do like do a cartwheel on the stage like I did everything I <laughs> like there was nothing else for me to do like I did everything I had a good interview I did my job like I was like I'm done I am happy that's so, it I'm done literally. so and 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 you mentioned um a lot of amazing things one of them being the one of your psychologist telling you you know how pageants work you know that there's a lot of factors that you don't have control of so what's gonna make you happy so with that in mind do, do you think pageants are more of a what you put in or at the end of the day they're just business you know it would be very I would be a hypocrite if I would, if I wouldn't acknowledge the part of business because it is okay. there, and if it's right or wrong, that's a whole other debate we could get into, and I think we would never finish that conversation. To be completely honest, um, it is a business. Part of it, it is a business, but I am mm -hmm. also a firm believer that what you put into it matters. You know what I mean? Um, the first time I ever competed in pageants, it's a long story, but it's because I I was, you know, I needed an extracurricular activity and I was, you know, I was looking for something to fill up my space and whatever. Um, but okay. within pageants and within modeling, I found a version of me that I'm not so sure I would have ended up here if it wasn't because of this. Because um, I was wow. very different. And sometimes I look back and 
I, I acknowledge the fact that because of pageants, I am who I am. And even so, I could take it even further. The Viviani that competed in Miss Puerto Rico is not the one that competed in Miss Grand. And that is because of pageants. Mm. So I do need to be fair and acknowledge the part that it is a business. And I think every girl that aspires to be in this industry has to know that it would be very naive of anyone to compete in a pageant and not know or even acknowledge the fact that it is a business. But you know, what you put into it does matter and it does make a difference. Now, you also mentioned we, we got into the mental factor of pageants. A lot yes. of people think that it's a mental game. Do you agree with this statement based on your experience? So for me to refer to pageants as a mental game, it means that besides the physical part, your mind needs to be in it completely. More than okay. so just wanting it and having your head in the game, you have to have a lot of Maybe this is not the correct word, but a lot of sanity and a lot of like mm. groundness in what you're doing and in what you're experiencing. So if we were to define mental games as that, I would say yes, um, because it does take a lot of mental strength and emotional strength and social strength which is all mentally, for you to be able to thrive in a pageant environment. You mentioned the word grounded. We know that even though times are changing, the beauty pageant industry can be very superficial. What grounds Viviani? Wow, a whole lot of things. <laughs> uh, maybe for some people it's it's wrong but to be honest I wouldn't change it um it's helped me a lot through pageantry to be able to divide those two personalities and it sounds very ugly when I explain it like that because it sounds like I have a personality but it's valid, it's valid. yes so yes I am very aware of when my personality as a model and as a pageant queen or whatever needs to come out to shine And I am very aware of the moments where that personality and that part of me does not need to come out at all. So mm. that's why my friends are always very shocked when they are like, it's so different to see. And I'm like, yeah, but I think if I would have to be honest, I think that's one of my strongest virtues um, and abilities mm. because for me to be able to separate them and be like, so today we are going to be a diva in the best way possible, <laughs> obviously. And today we are going like glamour and the spotlight and all this I love it to be honest I love it like it's a part of me I wouldn't change for anything in the world I love the glitz and the glamour and the attention and like it's in me I love it that's why I do that's one of the reasons I like pageantry so much but for me to be able to just let that part of me go for sometimes and be who I am for me it's amazing and I think it keeps me grounded in a very huge way Like you could look at my closet and see, clearly see the pageant and modeling side and see my private life side. Like it's so obvious. That. And obviously my mom, because she's like, no, then me ponga diva. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's a combination of both. Let's talk about competition. So when we're competing, Viviani competes. Does Viviani have a strategy to compete? Like what has worked for you and how do you recommend others to compete? I would say when it comes to competition in general, I don't believe in improvising. I am a very organized person and a very, I'm a strategist, if you would say that. Um, many people have asked me like, oh my God, Miss Grand, like the sign language, the runway, this and that, like, did that come to you at the moment? I was like, no. 
I would be lying if I told you that was just <laughs> something that came to my mind in that moment. Like, no, it's all part of a strategy. And I think like in everything you do in your life, in work and even in sports, you know that like teammates have like game plan and like this is the play we're going to make. I I am a strong believer that in pageantry you need to have that. Like so it goes from the beginning of the morning to the end. Like for example, to put it in perspective for anyone that's listening yes. that not necessarily knows about pageantry a lot. In pageant, even the outfit you wear for breakfast and at the time you go down to breakfast and next to who you sit down at the breakfast table has an intention behind it. So, oh, I'm going to go down to breakfast very early in the morning so that whoever is on the the staff sees me early in the morning in breakfast and knows that I am punctual, that I know how to work my stuff, that I am organized. Like everything you do has a strategy behind it. So when I was going to Miss Grand International, I had that very present in my mind. Like I did my homework. I I found the stuff that I needed to find. I took what I needed to take. Like I, I my strategy was like very planned out. So I would say competing wise, Viviani has has everything you could think that I'm thinking at the moment. It's probably already planned. I'm um, steps or maybe five to not exaggerate. Maybe five <laughs> steps ahead of you. In a lot of pageants, whenever a candidate gets together with a team that comes up to her or him, things may shift a little bit. And, and sometimes when it comes to vision, it's not the same thing. So where does Viviani draw the line between her vision and what her team vision is? I would say step number one is that my team has never been bigger than like four or five people. Like, I think we have to keep it simple in order for it to work. I think that is number one. Um, number two, everyone that joined my team has a special place in my heart and is very dear to me. It's not just like a random person that goes and joins my team just because, because I'm very, it sounds maybe not, the best way but I am I am kind of selfish with my goals and what I aspire to be and I think everyone should be uh, yeah. because you can't confide in everyone your aspirations in life because not everyone has the best intentions for you so I am very aware of that and I am very selfish with my um with my plans and with my future so that's why everyone that's in my team has a reason to be in the team uh before any important competition and especially for Miss Grand this worked amazing I sat down with my team and I was like my participation I envision it like this this is how I envision Vigiani participating in Miss Grand International what can you guys help me with what can we as a team bring to the table that is going to make my vision even better uh so we work as a team and I think lastly the most important part is that if you have someone on your team to do something you need to to feel safe with them and you know you need to just like estar tranquilo con eso tú sabes confiar uh, I forgot right. the word in English yeah no 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 uh, that's perfect yeah just trust them throughout the process exactly. and trust their trust expertise them. So trust them. exactly you need to trust them so if I brought in someone to help me with my social media strategy after I communicate to them what I would like I need to trust them to do what I brought them in to do so oh, everyone God. in the team has a place and everyone in the team has a responsibility and whoever does makeup can go and say to my trainer what they need to do with my body 
you know, because mm. everyone has a responsibility in the team. So what we did to, to avoid that overlapping in responsibility is that my team had a meeting probably without me, sometimes with me, but sometimes without me, about a status report. What's going on with Viviani? So what are you working on? Where are you at? What are you doing? What's the next step? And everyone would give feedback to each other. So for example, if someone in the team who had experience in pageantry maybe saw that I needed to gain a little bit of more weight, instead of telling me when they had their, their meeting in private, they would tell each other in a very respectful way. I love that. And they as a team would make a game plan to go or to take me where they needed me to take me. And whoever was going to communicate something to me, it was only one person. So after my team had that meeting, not everyone texted me saying, oh, this, this and that. Like they, they all talked between them and only one person canalized that information to me. So only I one person said, hey, yo, heads up. So we had a team meeting today without you um we're super proud of what you're doing you're doing great uh we think uh we're going or we need to better this this and this and heads up uh this person is going to work on you with this we think it's a good thing for your strategy okay well that sounds amazing thank you so much like how was the meeting i'm so glad you guys did that thank you you know i think love that having having this or this you know dynamic in my team was definitely a key to success to be honest you have amazing qualities to bring to the table you've always had like you're you speak so eloquently you speak with so much substance the way you we know that you can turn a runway into fire in like in seconds we don't need much from you to do that um not only that you speak various languages you've been able to commit to communicate and to connect um like through sign language It's been amazing to see you evolve now. Like any of those amazing qualities ever worked against you? I do need to confess that the reason I've had the necessity to find all these and work on myself so much is because I didn't have it easy to be able to shine. So I needed to work twice as hard as whoever came before me. Um, so... They never worked against me, but I had to have them because if it weren't for them, the road would have been completely different. So they've never worked against me, but I had to get to this point because without them, no one believed in me. And that it is what it is. You know what I mean? It was always so like, she's pretty, but she's mm. good on this, but she but so the but was always there so I needed to work twice as hard and make myself stand out in so many other areas so that I could eliminate the but and even so I think it's still there you know and I, I, I've made peace with it so they've never worked against me but they do have a very specific reason why I need I needed them so you felt like you had to compensate exactly literally and you know you you like you know the pageantry industry specifically the one I am in and you are in here in Puerto Rico in my case it was always like she's so short and she's not tall and blah 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 I uh -huh. was like okay but I need to compensate then and whatever I don't have in height I need to compensate with something else and even so whenever I showed that I had those abilities people still were like you know what, she's a great speaker and she knows how to walk mm. and she knows English and she's learning sign language, but you know what, she's short. And I was like, oh, fuck all of you. Like, <laughs> I am done. After, after 
after I analyzed and I understood that it didn't even matter if yes. I learned like 10 different languages, the butt was still going to be there. I was like, fuck it. I'm done. Fuck it. Right. Like, let me I'm just be me and do whatever I roll however I want. Literally. And after I came to that realization, I, everything started flowing better. And, it worked you know, out amazing. Like you shut down so many people. Like I was just, I was just like blown away with, with the way of how you honestly stood up for yourself, how you really like just showed everybody like, Oh, Oh, you were talking, honey. Oh, I, I can't remember what you were saying because <laughs> I'm too busy just being amazing at this Miss Grand International pageant and just stage like everybody remembers you. It, it's it's such a movement. Now, they remember you because of you, especially because of your catwalk. Like I still remember and I wrote you the other day through Instagram because who could forget that runway? Now, everybody may remember you because of that runway and many other characteristics that you have, obviously, but that one in particular. The question is how you want to be remembered. The way I want to be remembered is the way I am being remembered right now, to be completely honest, and not necessarily on the runway part. Like mm. After I competed in Miss Grand International, I think it was a slap in the face to whoever here in Puerto Rico was saying like, oh, shirt girls can't do this. I, yes. I did it, you know. Like I did it and you that weren't my biggest fan had to go on a post and don't get me wrong on post. And I did get a couple of DMs of people saying, sorry. Um, and wow. you had to follow your words. So I did it. You know what I mean? Whoever comes after me, that's not the tallest person. The, the fan base can't use her height as an excuse to not support her. Like if you don't want to support her because you don't think she's the best option because of X, Y, Z, that's on you. But height can't no longer be used as an excuse to say this girl can't do this. So that's the way I feel I'm being remembered and I am completely okay with it. I was like, that's what I needed to do. To be honest, in the Miss Grand Final, after, like, we were in the top 10. And when they were going to start calling the top five, I was tense. I was more tense than I have ever wow. been in my whole life. I feel like I, I felt like I was going to faint. My heart was like <laughs> about that of my chest. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm about to have a full on attack on this fucking stage and this isn't even over. So I was about to lose my shit on stage. I was like, you I see the video and you see my face. I'm just like looking down, like trying not to pass out. Like, you know the feeling. I was about to lose my shit. So... <laughs> I was the first one to be called the top five. Um, I kid you not. The first thing that went through my mind was I did it. Wow. I wasn't even like, you know, one step closer and thinking like, we're going to win. Like, obviously I wanted to win, but I kid you not. They said Puerto Rico. And in my mind, I was like, I did it. Like, I did oh. it. Like, this is it. I did it. Like, there's no going back. No one can say I wasn't gone. I did it. That was the first thing that went to my mind. And I felt wow. so filled in that moment that I was like, if I win or not, like, I'm going to be cool. I'm cool with it. Like, if I win or yeah. not, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I did it. You won for many of us. Like, yeah, you didn't take the, the crown home. 
but you certainly are a winner. And this is not cliche because you literally opened the path for so many girls that said and had the exact same thoughts that you once had. I'm too short instead of focusing in the right things. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that because you you definitely, you want much more than a crown. Like you shut mouths. It's, it's a movement girl. So my question is what's, what's next for Viviani? I am in a very calm state personally. Uh, I am studying still. When I went okay. to Miss Grant, I had just finished my bachelor's and I wanted to do a master's. And in my mind, if I didn't go ahead and start doing that and just went off to work and other stuff, um, you know, I wasn't going to get back to it. So I was like, I need to finish my student era because I, I feel I owe it to myself, to be completely honest. I like studying. Okay. I liked what I studied. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm doing my master's. I have something very, very exciting coming. Because I am very superstitious, I, I'm not <laughs> able to, 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 like, share it with you. But say, hopefully uh, you guys are going to see something very fun related to who I am and something related to my pageant experience that's coming Oh my God, te auguramos muchísimo, muchísimo éxito, pero todavía no acabamos porque queremos saber how to maximize based on your perspective. The experience of a beauty pageant for whomever is listening right now, we want to know how Viviani would tell somebody else, you know what, maximize the experience of a beauty pageant by doing this. What would you say? I would say to maximize the experience, you have to go in with an open mindset, first of all. Because if you go close-minded to a, to a particular experience, you're not going to be able to take it all in. Um, beauty pageants give you the most crazy life experiences in the best way possible that you could ever imagine. Um, whether it's locally or internationally, being able to compete and, first of all, get to know so many amazing ladies. I'm looking at it from the international perspective. The fact that I know someone in so many countries <laughs> blows my mind. Like In pageantry, you get to know parts of yourself that you didn't even know were there. In Spanish, yo siempre digo, yo puse a prueba límites sobre mí y estamina sobre mí que yo ni sabía que existía. Wow particularly in la competencia internacional. So you get to know yourself in a whole different level, um, but it takes a lot of opened mindness. Um, as I said, you know so many people, like you You have all people to know, like you have this amazing job that from I, what I've seen on social media and from what you once said on a story, yeah. you met this person in an interview in Miss Puerto Rico or something yes. like that. And you got this amazing experience. So it <laughs> gives you so much, but I think, First of all, obviously, to be able to do that, you have to do it with the right people, with the right mindset, and fully enjoy it. Because, you know, in pageantry, you always encounter some people that aren't mm. the nicest. They like in everything mm -hmm. in life. Some, some, some girls that are competing with you, that their competition strategy is so different mm. from yours that you're like, okay, I would say this is sabotage, but if you compete <laughs> like this, like, who am I to judge? You know what I mean? <laughs> We're getting to the end of this interview. We're going to do a fun, rapid fire questions. And I want okay. you to give me what would you do or what would you recommend in certain scenarios okay. that I'm going to mention? Okay. Mm. You're going to have about five to seven okay. seconds to answer each one of them. So get ready. <laughs> okay. Go, go, go. First scenario. My shoe comes off mid runway. What do I do? I take off the other one. I take off the other one and... 
do my runway and, and, and tippy toes and just give it the best. But I take off the other one because, you know, to be limping. No, girl. Take off the other two. <laughs> okay. Second scenario. The final night is the next day. The dress is too big on me. What do I do? I find a dress maybe I've used before, but I rock it on stage. It's not the dress. It's how you wear it. Without that. a second I don't fit in with the group of girls competing. It's difficult for me to establish a relationship with the other candidates. What should I do? Don't fit in, stand out. That's what it's all about. Oh. Don't be rude about it, but don't fit in, stand out. I love <laughs> I love that. Okay, next scenario. My dress rips right before getting on stage during the final night. What do I do? It all depends. This is complicated. I need more than seven <laughs> seconds. It all depends where the rip is at. Like if it's if it's something at the bottom or or anything, you know, like just make the most of it. Once again, it's not the dress; is how you wear it. If it's unwearable because you're going to go to like to stage or like your boobies out or something, like uh -huh. just hold on on that. Like trust me, production is going to handle it. Someone is going to step in for you, and then they'll give you a couple of more minutes to find another dress or something. But don't go to stage with something exposed that shouldn't be. <laughs> It all depends what's ripped, ladies. Don't get a stake in your boobies. Keep them in. Up. Keep them in. You're going to lose if your boobies <laughs> popping up. Um, if it's ripped at the bottom, just ignore it. You'll, you'll survive. Okay, love that. I don't know how to do my makeup. What should I do? Sometimes less is more. If you're confident enough and you feel comfortable enough in your, in your inner beauty and who you are as a person, sometimes less is more. If not, hire a makeup artist. <laughs> Love that. I don't know how to do my hair. What do I do? Where it's straight or natural. Like, you don't need to be a professional doing your hair to take a flat iron, like, and, you know, find like straight, straight your hair. And if you have beautiful, curly hair, wear it natural. It's just going to make you stand up. Love that. Three must haves in your preliminary or final night suitcase. Oh, so that's easy. My shoes. <laughs> you know my, my heels my go-to heels um candy because me Danny, I thrive on candy like if I'm feeling down I just need to eat sour patch this is not an ad and I'll do my best and so my heels candy um and it sounds like very very weird I mean it all depends on which part of the competition I'm in but before going on stage I'm actually on my most comfiest outfit Okay, we ended the fun rapid questions. Now, one final question. What does success mean to you? Yikes, I feel like I'm on my final night competition. <laughs> this is like an evening competition type of question, you know. Um, but success for me, to be completely honest, like, I would consider myself to be successful if I am happy to okay. where I am at the moment or how I feel at the moment. That's why when some people ask me, like, well, you didn't win. Like, how do you feel that you lost? And they say with like this sad face. And I'm like, in my mind, like I win, like I won. If I look at myself from an outer perspective, like I consider myself successful in that environment, in that specific scenario. But it's all because of how I feel with it, to be completely honest. Like I am successful because taking it back, when I sat down with my life coach and my psychologist, they asked me, what do you want? And I have what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like the peace of mind I wanted at the end of the competition, I have it. The, the, the feeling of like being successful, I have it. 
the looking back and saying, I did everything that was in my power, I haven't. So I am successful. You know, I measure success from my standard point of view, not from what someone else would deem as successful. So maybe for someone else, just because I didn't win, I wasn't win, I wasn't successful. But from my point of view, I definitely was. After this vulnerable and powerful conversation, here are my key takeaways. You can have the talent, but you also have to put in the work. Looking for help when you need it is powerful and will only get you closer to your goal. Learn to identify when to let go of social media. Unfortunately, this space can become intoxicating. You don't need to read the comments, especially if you're exposed as a public figure. Focus your energy and time on the qualities you already possess and what the pageant is looking for in a queen or king. Groundness and self-awareness are needed in order to compete. A big part of it can be a mental game with yourself. Design your strategy. Get organized. Practice your moves, poses, turns, stops, looks, and the whole walk. Improvisation won't be your greatest asset when you have the spotlight. Practice so much that it becomes second nature. Give yourself the opportunity to pursue what sets your soul on fire. Don't let the bullies have a say in your decision-making process because nobody, hear me out, nobody wants that goal more than you do. There's power in vulnerability. There's things that you will not have control of in the pageant world, including the results. For everything else, give it your all. Your future version will thank you for all the sacrifices made that build courage and wisdom. When collaborating with a team, keep it close and tight. They are not competing for you. They are assisting you to compete. You have a vision and they are there to make it even better. Maintain clear communication while being grateful. In pageantry, you'll get the chance to discover things about yourself you didn't even know you were capable of. Dare to live the experience. Thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful. Remember, we have a date every Tuesday, so grab the tea, coffee, or wine and make it your time. Perhaps also invite your girls. Trust me, they'll appreciate powerful conversations entre amigas. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at throughhazelseyes.official and Spotify through Hazel's Eyes. Ahora sí, me despido. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.